You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So we are going to have what we call a 3 by 10 it's going to be three amazing speakers. They're going to um, just get after uh, for about 10 minutes, but um, we want to call it a breakthrough Sunday because every single one of these uh, people that are going to be on this stage have experienced significant breakthrough in their life. And what I want you to do as you listen to them is I want you to see yourself in them because, uh, you know, they're not paid communicators from churches all over, although you, you will think they might be with the zeal and the passion they bring to the stage. But they're people from our church, they're leaders in our church that have served this house faithfully and God has done amazing things in their life. And so here at the 9 a.m. we're going to hear from Gladys Batis. We're gonna hear, not yet, whoa, whoa, hold on Gladys, sorry. I Look at that, she's ready, come on. Then after Gladys, we're gonna hear from the handsome Kanoa Nartatez. And then we are going to hear from the powerhouse herself, Felicia Brown. But hey, in true Awakened Church fashion, I want to make it easy on them to preach. This is the most encouraging place in the world. And so I want you to shout them down. I want you to get out your notepad. I want you to take notes. I want you to laugh at all their jokes. But let's give a massive welcome to Gladys Batis. Come on, Gladys. Guys, did you, did you see how eager I was to get up here? Like, I just wanted to run up here. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm so thankful to our pastors, to our lead pastors, Pastor Jurgen and Pastor Leanne, to Pastor Stacy, to our campus pastors, Pastor Katie and Pastor Mike. Um, there, is there has never been a time in our lifetime where the church has been more essential. And they fought to keep the doors of our church open. So I'm so thankful to our pastors. I want to honor our pastors because they've been committed to us, to the church. And so thank you to them. And uh, how many of you know you can take your seats? That's, I've always wanted to say that. You can take your seats. <laughs> um, but how many of you know that whenever we get breakthrough, it's not just for us? Whenever we experience breakthrough in any area of our life, it's to lead others to, to that same freedom and to that same breakthrough. And so I'm really excited this morning for what God is going to do for all of us today. Um, this year, oh my gosh, like this year, 2020, I mean, all of us have experienced so much and there was so much going on in the world and so much noise. And, um, and I didn't recognize that I was under uh, the attack of the enemy. Like the enemy had launched an all out assault against my identity. And I thought it was just me at first, you know, and I, I thought I just was like having self-doubt and I thought like I was thinking negatively, but I felt convicted, I felt a lot of condemnation and guilt and stuff. And I didn't know that it was the enemy. I didn't recognize it at first. But then I got an email from somebody and in this email, this person was questioning my character. 
and just questioning my motives. And it, it, when I got this email, it just hurt. Like it was like, oh my gosh. And then questions that, that this person asked were like, are you happy with the way that you've turned out? And yeah, you know, and are you happy with the way your life has turned out? And just like accusing, you know, just very accusatory. And so I remember just like, oh my gosh, you know, but I knew what to do. I knew to go to the presence of God. So I remember just sitting at, at um, the counter at, at my home, you know, just sitting down. And I brought this email before the Lord and I was praying and I said, God, what of any of this is true? Like what? Like, oh, my gosh, Lord, look at what this is saying. And I distinctively heard God's voice. I'm so thankful that I knew what to do. I knew to go and take it to God. I heard him say, this is not what I say about you. And, and that was just so powerful. But, but you know what? The words kind of stuck. And so for days, I kind of kept going over the words of that email in my mind. And, um, and it was just heavy. And... Just, it just so happened that a few days after I got that email, I walked into women's prayer. Women's prayer, 7 a.m. on Tuesdays. And, um, and I was able to share with Pastor Gina and with Felicia um, about this email and what it said. And, and they knew the situation around this whole email. And so um, I remember Pastor Gina said, oh no, she said, that's a lie. Yeah, and then, and then Felicia was like, uh-uh. Uh, and, and it was just so powerful. They began praying over me, and they began telling me who I am. And, and, and you know what? And they did something really powerful. They broke the power of those words over me. And I'm telling you guys, I walked out of women's prayer with just like a jump in my step and I was joyful and I was so thankful to have these beautiful women of God that were able to speak into me that way. And when I left, those words were truly broken off my life. I never thought about it again. I was able to forgive this person, release it to God and just like forget about it totally. But that's not it. Because God is so good. And, and our Heavenly Father, He's so tender-hearted toward us. He loves us so much. This year, I've been doing a Bible reading plan. I've, I'm going through the entire Bible in a year. So I'm almost done, and it's been really cool. <laughs> but, um, but after that prayer and stuff... I started reading the word just in a new way. And, and, and God's word just started telling me who I was. God began to minister to me in a really beautiful and a really powerful way telling me who I am. And the words that my father was using was chosen and called. And, and then words in Ephesians like blameless and holy. It was just so beautiful, like God was affirming me and telling me who I am. And then words like justified freely by his grace, you know. And I know that some of you have experienced the same thing this year where the, the enemy has wanted to accuse you. And even the church, as, as the, the corporate church, like the enemy has launched an attack over the identity of the church. 
and, and, and he's such a liar. You know, the Bible calls the enemy the father of lies. He's the father of all lies. And, and he's the accuser. And, and, you know, even this year, um, having the, the, the doors of our church open has been controver controversial, you know. And, and the enemy is such a liar because he has said that, you know, if, if, if you meet together, you don't care about people's health. And it's just the opposite. We meet in the house of God <laughs> because there's such a need. There's such a need. People are dying because they don't know God. And we give them the opportunity to come here and to know God and to get saved and, 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 to, and to just experience the love of God. And it's never been more essential. And so the enemy has thrown accusations, you know, like calling people selfish and like you're irresponsible. And I know that in our personal lives, just like in mine, the enemy has done that. And, and listen, we've all made mistakes. We've all done things that, you know, that we wish we wouldn't have done. I'm not talking about never have made mistakes, but the enemy, he's the accuser, and he wants to keep us in that place where we feel guilt and condemnation, and, and the enemy has tried to shame the church. But you know what? The Father, the Father is our ad... We have an advocate with the Father. And... John 10:27 says John 10:27 says my sheep listen to my voice i know them and they follow me and and it's been a really powerful thing for me to know to get to know to get to discern the voice of the lord and and how did i do that well being in the presence of god we need to spend time in God's presence, just him and us. And we need to, to pray and we need to worship. And God will speak to us just like he spoke to me. God will speak to you. And then coming into the house of God, I, it's so good to come into the house of God and to worship. Worship changes everything. And to hear an incredible teaching and, 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 and to be around the right people. You know, when I came into women's prayer, I needed somebody that knew me and that would be able to speak into me. And that's what these beautiful women did. And we need that. Every one of you needs a Pastor Katie, a Pastor Gina, Felicia, a Pastor Stacy to speak wisdom, to speak truth. And the ladies around here and the men around here, that's, that's what we are. We are that voice that speaks life, that speaks truth. And then just reading the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. It says that the Bible says the word of God is alive and active. And so when we go to the word of God, we discover who God is. And it's, it's so incredible that God through his word reveals himself to us. And as he reveals himself, he also reveals who he says that we are. And, and, it's, and, and it's so comforting to know that, that a father knows us intimately and he approves of us. He loves us. So I'm going to pray right now and I'm going to do just what these women did for me. I'm going to break the power of those negative words. I'm going to break the power of those accusations. 
And, and I want you to know that some of those things that you've been thinking about yourself or that other people have spoken over you, God is saying to you right now, that is not what I say about you. And, and what he says about you is that you are dearly loved children. He calls you beloved. And so I'm going to pray. And whatever word you can, whatever word that the Holy Spirit brings to your mind, break it off in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you that you are such a good God. I thank you, Father, that you are our defender, God. I thank you, Father in heaven, that we have an advocate with the Father. Thank you that Jesus is at your right hand interceding for us, Lord God. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you have justified us, Lord, not by anything that we've done, Lord, but by the power of the blood of Jesus, by his sacrifice on the cross, Lord. And right now, Father in heaven, in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus, I break off every lie of the enemy spoken over the people of God. I break off every accusation in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that we are, we have right standing with you, Father in heaven. I thank you, Lord God, that like never before, God, you're going to shower us with your love. You're going to affirm each and every one of your dearly beloved children, Lord God, and you're going to reveal to them who you say that they are, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Give it up for Gladys. How amazing was that? Come on. She's like Amy Coney Barrett up here with no notes. Amazing. So good, so good. Hey, stay on your feet, stay on your feet. Next, we're going to hear from a, a, a man who's becoming a very, very dear friend of mine who serves faithfully in our youth. So would you please welcome to the stage the Hawaiian sensation himself, Kanoa Nartates. Come on. What is up, Awaken Church? Man, amazing to be with you guys this morning. Um, first things first, I just wanna take a second to honor our amazing pastors, Pastor Mike and Katie Yeager. I just wanna let you guys know I'm so genuinely grateful to be a part of this house under your leadership and I'm seriously inspired by the way that you guys have led in this season with wisdom, love, and great courage. So, um, those of you guys that I have not had the pleasure of meeting yet, my name is Kanoa Nartetez, and uh, I have the great honor, you can take a seat, um, of, uh, <laughs> of serving in our youth here at this campus, and uh, also um, would consider myself a men's prayer regular. Shout out to Mr. Tony Rivera. And uh, with the opportunity that I have to speak up here, I just wanna take a moment to speak to the men in the house and just let you guys know my life, every area of my life, my marriage, I mean, fatherhood, everything has been so blessed by the men's ministry and showing up on a Tuesday morning. So I just want to encourage you guys, like, there's so much that God has for you that is unlocked by showing up on a Tuesday morning and going to battle with your brothers for the future, for your family, and for all that God has for you. So, amen, amen, 5.30 a.m. Tuesday morning, men's prayer. Um, all right, the title of my message this morning is How to Do the House. Not the house, but the H-O-W-S, How We Do Our House. And, um, and uh, in, order to, in order to answer that question, right, we need to um, uh, 
we need to, uh, let, me, let me frame this out real quick. So in order to answer that question, we need to know what it is that we're called to do, right? What, what are we called to do as Christians? What, are, what, what is our purpose? What is our goal on this side of eternity, right? What are we commissioned to do? Well, Matthew chapter 28, the great commission, right? This is, Jesus has already died on the cross for our sins, been put into the grave. He's resurrected on the third day, defeating sin and death. And he's revealed himself to his disciples and to many other people. And the last thing that Jesus says before he ascends to heaven, the last thing that he, he, he shares with his disciples is this. He says, all authority, somebody say all authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go and make disciples. So we know that what we are called to do is to go and to make disciples, to live in relationship with our God and to uh, help other people to unlock and, and realize that relationship that they have with God, amen? So that's what we're called to do. Well, how do we do that? How many of us know that the God that we serve is a God who when he calls you, he equips you. He will never call you into something that he's not going to equip you for. And uh, so Jesus, before he ascends in heaven, his disciples are like, wait, why are you leaving us? You know what I mean? Like, he's actually like, no, it's good that, you, that I go because I'm gonna send you a helper. So he sends us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit is actually what allows us and, and enables us to walk out what God has called us to do, amen? We cannot live the life that God has called us to live without the power of the Holy Spirit, without the power of the Holy Spirit, amen? So we know what it is as Christians, right, that, that we are called to do, right? We know, you know how we do that, but can I tell you something, church? What's most important to God, what's more important than even doing the thing is how we do the thing, how we do our hows, and do we do them in love? Do we do them in love? First Corinthians um, chapter 13, you can see it up on the screen. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I've become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. It, it's noise, it's meaningless. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have faith that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. How we do our house is in love, in love. Do everything in love. First Corinthians 16, 14, do everything in love. Notice that this doesn't say, although I, I live my life, I truly love God and I truly love people, but I didn't prophesy enough. I didn't you know, speak in tongues three hours a day and I didn't have as much faith as Pastor Stacy. then I, I'm, not, you know, I'm, not, I'm nothing and I'm not enough. No, these are good things. We're called to do these things, right? These are gifts that the Holy Spirit has given us, right? These are good things to do, but we can do good things, but if we don't do them in love, we're missing the point. We're missing the point. You know, um, my beautiful wife and I, um, we moved here uh, from Salt Lake City. I'm from Hawaii, she's from San Diego. And uh, we moved here about a year and a half ago. And we when we moved here, um, we had just had our first daughter, uh, Haven. Um, and we were, you know, just getting used to San Diego, like trying to figure out how we do this parenting thing. And in terms of, um, you know, 
our, our faith and our walk with God and, and you know, doing life in community, you know, we were, we were checking the boxes. We were coming to church, you know, I'd show up to men's prayer, you know, here and there. Um, you know, I'd read my Bible, right? I'd do the things as Christians that we're supposed to do. And then something, something happened in me. Um, especially, you know, around the time where, where COVID started to happen, where it's like God just started to stir in my heart, started to call me into more. And I believe that, that God is calling all of us into more in this season. And, you know, I started to do my house differently. I started to show up to church expectant. I started to show up expecting something from God, showing up to men's prayer every day, every, every, every week, early, praying, praying specifically, right? How I did my house started to change and God brought breakthrough. God brought healing. God brought so many amazing testimonies that I don't have the time to share. And so, and it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Um, and so what, what, are you, what are you called to, right? right? We're called as, as, as the church, right? We're called as Christians to make disciples, right? But we're also called to a lot of different things. We do that in different areas, right? We're called to motherhood. We're called to fatherhood. We're called to being amazing husbands that truly love our wives. We're called to being firemen. We're called to the marketplace. We're called to different areas. What is, is the what that you are called to? What has God given you? And, and how do you do that, right? You know, you know the list. You know the steps to do what it is that God has called you to do. But I believe God is, is, is asking you right now, how are you doing your house? How are you, when you go on a walk with your daughter, how, how, am, I, how am I there? You know, am, I, am I loving her? Right? Am I, am I on my phone? Like, like, how are we doing our house? So I just want to take a moment. I want to pray, but I just want to encourage you. Like, ask the Holy Spirit, like, what, what are the hows in your life? And, and, and how, what, what is God calling you to do at a higher level and, and just love more? Do everything in love, 1 Corinthians 16, 14. So let me just pray real quick. Father, I just thank you for your presence this morning. I thank you for how good you are. And Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you would speak to us, that you would show us where it is in our lives that we are doing things, you know, and we're checking the lists, we're, 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 we're checking the boxes, but we're not doing it in love. We're missing the point. Father, would you speak to us? Show us the relationships where we need to be more patient, where we need to be more kind and help us to love. Show us how to love like you love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen, amen. Give it up for Canoa. It was amazing. Yes, what a word. It's been amazing to watch you and your beautiful wife uh, just begin to uh, excel and, and God uh, look to you guys as disciple-making machines. You guys are unbelievable. And as we round third here coming into home base, we're bringing in the cleanup hitter. Boom. I want you to give it up for the anointed, the beautiful, the powerhouse herself, Miss Felicia Brown. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh, I just love you guys all so much. I thank you. Thank you, and I just love you, and I sincerely mean that. You know, I just want to give honor where honor is due. Because every last one of these people who are sitting here who are leaders in our church and pastors are on the front lines. And they're taking blows that we don't have to take to keep these doors open so that we can experience all that God has for us. Thank you. I mean that. Thank you. We are a church that honors. And that's why we always take the time to honor. You can have a seat now. You know, honor opens the door. 
It opens the door for you. That's what it means. It opens the door for you with that boss that's hard to deal with. It opens the door for you in ways that God and only God can move. It opens doors with you. If you're a wife with your husband, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Honor, honor. But I just want to get into this a little bit because, you know, me being here is just an honor in and of itself because it's a testament to the greatness and the majesty and the love and the goodness of God. Here's why I want to share with you today. Because I want you to know that the same breakthrough that God has forged and put into my life, he will do it for you. He will do it for you. You know, this, this year, everybody knows this year was crazy. So it goes without saying, it was crazy. And uh, in the middle of it all, there was actually a great peace on me. There really was. I, I had a lot of peace. But I felt some tremoring going on on the inside of me. Some tremoring. And um, it was like God had the world spending, spending on its access. And he stopped it and said, now I need you to look. And, you know, I come from a very, very hard past. Some lot of traumas, a lot of pain, a lot of hurts, a lot of things that I had to work with the Holy Spirit to get me to the point that I am today. People look at me and say, I could never imagine you with that. That's because when you go through the fire, Jesus, when you go through the fire of the furnace of God, when you will come out not even smelling like smoke. When the fire of God hits your life, it burns out everything that's not him and it only unveils and reveals what is his, what he put in you, what he placed in you, what he promised you. The gold comes out. Let me let you know, God's a gold digger. God's a gold digger. Oh, God, I didn't mean to go there that quick, but hey, there you go. So I was struggling with bouts of depression, and depression had dogged my life for several years. I mean, severe depression to where I was crying every single day for seven years straight. On medication, they couldn't help me. I had so much pain and so many things that hadn't been dealt with that everything just consumed me. I mean, anxiety. I don't even know how I held down a job. Literally, I don't know how I held down a job. It was only God. It was only God. And as a single mother, I just was determined to hold on. You know, no matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how painful it is, just tie a knot and hold on to God. Hold on to God because he won't only bring you through and get you through, but he'll get you to the other side. Oh, you'll look back and say, look at that. All of it's gone because he knows how to bring you through. So I went through in this summer a time where I thought, God, we're done with all of that. Why are we revisiting all of this? You know, a lot of times we don't want to revisit the pains of our past or deal with the issues of our past or the angers or the things that are going on in our lives currently because we're afraid. We're afraid to let God have it because if we give it to God, 
Does that mean I'm going to have to relive the pain the way it was when it happened? Is it going to be just as severe? You know, there's other reasons. I, I, and I, I went through all of this and God said, Felicia, Felicia, whatever you hold on to doesn't belong to me. He said, you have a choice. I've bought you this far. Do you want to pretend like you're free? Or do you want to be free indeed? He said, you got two options. He said, yeah, you've surrendered some things to me over time. But it was a partial surrender. And he said, there's some things you didn't surrender at all. He said, whatever you don't surrender, I don't have authority over. Whatever you don't surrender, I can't change. Whatever you don't surrender, confront and give to me and lay out upon my altar. The consuming fire that I am cannot touch it and cover it with my glory and bring you into what this word says you can have. And so I went through the process and I'm not gonna tell you that it was easy. It was showing up in my current life. It was showing up in my marriage. It was showing up in my mindsets. Showing up in your personality, you'll find sometimes. It shows up, you can't hide it. You know, feelings are not things we chase after. Feelings are indicators. God gives you feelings, so it says, mm, something's wrong. Something in here needs to be healed. Something in here needs to be touched. And the Lord took me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 12, 27 through 29. This is the message version. And it says, so don't turn a deaf ear to those gracious words if those who ignored earthly warnings didn't get away with it. What will happen to us if we turn our backs on the heavenly warnings? Sometimes God is speaking to us and he's saying, baby, if I want to heal you. I want to deliver you. I want to set you free. But if you don't do this, I, I can't move in your life like I want to. I can't, I can't bring you that breakthrough you've been asking for. And then his voice, that time shook the earth to its foundations. This time he told us this quiet, quite plainly, he'll also rock the heavens. And if this was not a rocking this year, I don't know what was. Let's go to um, verse 27, please. 27, if you can't bring it, pull it up, I'll pull it up. And God said, he's actually and actively cleaning house, torching all that needs to burn. There's some things in your life you've got to just let it burn. You've got to let go of those disappointments. You've got to let go of those pains. You've got to let go of that child that ran away. You've got to let go of that addiction. You've got to let go of that confusion. You've got to let go of that shame. You've just got to let it go and let it burn. And here's a promise from God. He said, and I won't quit. This is the grace and the mercy and the love of God, and I won't quit. 
until it's all cleansed, till it's all cleansed. God himself is fire. Another translation says that God is a consuming fire. He said, I wanna consume everything that the enemy has done to you this year and any year of your life. He said, if you would come and bring all of your baggage, all of your stuff, all of your mess, and surrender it, surrender it, and lay it on the altar, the fire of God, the fire of God, the fire of God, the fire of God will burn it up. The fire of God is his presence. The fire of God is his glory. The fire of God is his healing. It's everything you need. It's the fire of God. For the believer, it's wholeness. For the believer, it's deliverance. For the believer, it's the way maker. The fire of God will burn everything out of you, everything on you, and everything around you that's not his. Let him burn it up. Let him burn it up. Consuming fire of God. We welcome you here today. Some of you guys got some things that you've been holding on to for years and years and years and you've ignored it. You don't wanna see it. You don't wanna touch it anymore. You're afraid to go through it and you've covered it up with religion to try to hide your dysfunction and your brokenness. You've covered it up with a work ethic. You've covered it up with just running around and doing works in the church. You've covered it up with everything. But let me tell you something, until you touch the consuming fire of God, any fire you try to light on your own, is a profane fire. It can't do what only God can do. It can't do it. Only God can. So I want to invite you today, as the Holy Spirit is moving in this place, and He is moving in this place, because God has come to do business today. He wants His people whole, He wants His people healed, and He wants His people ready. He don't want you walking with a limp anymore. He wants you whole, and the fire of God is here through the presence of the Holy Spirit to do work in you. We're gonna open up these altars because the altar is where you come to get transformed. It's where you come to lay it all down. You know, in the Old Testament, when they came and gave an offering, they brought it to the altar. And there was an, uh, a, a giving that they would give the entire thing to God. They would just lay down the entire bull. And God said, it's a sacrifice. And he's gonna honor it. So I want us all to stand to our feet. And I would love to have all of our ministry team here at the front. And we're gonna pray a quick prayer because we wanna give God time to do what he wants to do in our hearts. Lord God, I thank you that Lord Jesus, no matter what we've gone through, no matter what we've faced, that we can trust you with everything. I hear the word of the Lord this day and it says, let my people know that I'm safe. I'm a safe place for you to come and lay it all down. 
You don't have to pretend and hold on to it anymore. Just give it to me. I'll consume it. I'll give you the beauty for ashes. There's no beauty without ashes and there's no ashes without fire. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. We welcome you to do what you want to do. Lord God, we release the anointing of breakthrough in this house. Father God, you see every person that is here and everything that they have brought with them. Even now, Lord God, I believe you're stirring hearts, Lord God, and you're bringing things back to their remembrance. You're, you're bringing things up that they've squelched, Lord God, because you're saying now's the time to lay it down. I thank you, Lord God, that real freedom, your freedom, Lord God, is in the surrender, a surrender to a mighty, loving, good God. I thank you, Lord God, that everything that you have for them is yes and amen, and that breakthrough is their portion. We thank you, Lord God, that hearts are open and able to receive. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in this house. We release you to do what only you can do. Burn up everything that's not like you, God. We come to the altar today, not out of pretense, not just because we think it's the right thing to do, but because we come and surrender. We come and surrender to you, Lord. Have your way in our midst. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.